jazzguitarlessons.net. Improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher, podcast number 21 on letting go and muscle memory, uh, amongst other fun topics. So this podcast is special because it's tied to the True Fire 2014 contest, uh, the next top guitar instructor, which yours truly, Mark, from jazzguitarlessons.net, has been nominated as a top five uh, finalist on True Fire. So I just wanted to make a quick podcast and and treat the things that are related to applying stuff uh, for jazz musicians, jazz guitarists, of course. The first thing that comes to mind is often people will look at a lick or a concept or an exercise and ask me, okay, where should I plug this in? Where do I play this? How can I apply it? It doesn't make sense. Show me, you know, show me where to use it, how to use it. And this whole podcast relates to to this, and I'll give you some advice and some thoughts and ideas as to where where we should apply things or where we shouldn't and perhaps how to do it. So first thing, um, there's a technical technical component to music that force us to learn stuff, right? If you're a classical musician and you want to learn Mozart on the piano, then your piano teacher is going to have you play major scales with your both hands and, and whatever. And you look at the exercise and like, where will I use this? And the idea is, this is a training ground for learning tunes, learning songs and complete pieces of music, although the exercise itself is not the music, it's good training, it's like weightlifting for your fingers and your ears, right? So um, when I, I titled this podcast Letting Go and Muscle Memory, the thing is in jazz, we should, as much as possible, once we integrate material, we should let go of anything that we're thinking about or that we are trying to plug in a cool lick. We should let go of all this and just make music. Um, so let me let me backtrack a little bit and just tell you a little anecdote. I, I was um, While I was studying, living in Montreal, I was practicing some concept, probably bebop modes or probably interesting diagonal fingerings on three octaves. And I was discussing with a friend and um, my friend, my colleague, like another student, was looking at the materials I was practicing, found it really cool. So I wound up showing him what I was practicing during that week or that month or whatever, right? So I, I showed him the fingerings and I showed him the exercise and he looked at me, he's like, oh, right, so then you take this and you uh, you try to apply this on, on songs? And I told him, no, 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 you know, you just practice this as it is, as a training exercise. And when you improvise, you don't think of this, you just... You went to the gym, you increase your muscles, your musical muscles, but you don't need it. So it's like, oh, see, I see, I see what you're saying. You just practice it and then you you don't do anything with it, right? So we keep on practicing together. We play a few songs and I think he, he tried the exercise once again. He looked at me and goes, oh, so when you're done, like you take this and you apply this on chord changes? I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> you don't apply this on chord changes. You just take it for what it is, like training. Um, and a third time again, he asked me basically the same question. And I, I insisted every time because I had this intuition, uh, although I, I was not a, um, a professional player at the time, uh, but the, the main idea is that I had an intuition about how to use the things and how to, to not apply what you were learning necessarily. So let me uh, go back. So that was my little anecdote with my friend in Montreal. And... Uh, I realized that this worked really, really well uh, in a jazz context for me and for a lot of students is to take exercises and take whatever you are learning just for what they are and not insist on 
you have to plug this in somewhere or else you forget it. Uh, a lot of people come to me and say, okay, look, if I have to, if I'll be learning this, then I must apply it somewhere or else I'll forget it. This is how I work. I'm like, is it now? Right. I, I'm, I'm being the teacher and I'm poking the person asking, well, are you, you're absolutely convinced that this is how you work, but perhaps you could find another way that works. And this way would be to practice exercises and techniques like a maniac and then let go. So that's what this podcast, this podcast is called muscle memory and letting go. Right. So talking about the technique now and talking about this bebop scales and bebop modes, diagonal fingerings, exercise technique and very precise arpeggios and stuff. What I think is we must practice exercises that we choose to a point where we build some sort of muscle memory that allows us to let go in improvisation and actually not uh, think of trying to apply something. Because here's my my experience, my advice, my the best thing I can tell you about this, and it's from, from personal experience also, it's when you try to plug in something, when you try to apply something, like you're in the middle of the song, you say, I'm going to play that lick right there. It doesn't sound good. It does not work because your mind is too busy trying to fit the pieces of the puzzle together. Your mind, your left brain should not be busy um, thinking about this. What you should be listening to is the other musicians. To be listening to harmony, to be following your musical ideas, to try to make the things groove and play in good time. Now is not the time to think in a cerebral way of what the next note or next series of notes you're playing. Here's another anecdote. I remember while I was starting with jazz and I was you know, taking classes and going to school and there was one concert where I played the Bill Evans solo on what's this song again? Uh, uh, Debbie. Waltz for Debbie. And I played the solo and I listened to a tape of the, the show that I played it was just, you know, something at school, something in the, in the university concert hall, and it sounded like shit, man. It sounded really, really bad because I was trying to play something that I had preconceived in my mind and I was not, I was not connecting with the other musicians, I was not grooving, and so So anyways, back to the point, uh, I think it's important to practice exercises to a point where we build a muscle memory. It's important to build the, the confidence of playing an exercise until it becomes boring. You know how boring it is to tie your shoelaces or if you take a spoon full of soup and you want to bring it to your mouth at lunch, you never miss your mouth. It's an exercise that you did when you were three years old, maybe, right? And you never miss your mouth anymore when you're having soup for lunch. But you had to take exercises and it was hard at first, right? So if you take an exercise and whether it be the bebop modes that we're discussing the true fire lesson or any other thing, I believe you should practice it to a point where you can play it in your sleep. You can play it almost unconsciously, effortlessly. It's just part of you, just as, say for me speaking right now, but let's say for me speaking French is, uh, I can really express ideas and I don't have to think about it. I don't have to think about every word, every sentence. I just convey ideas and bigger concepts, right? So it's the same with walking, with driving, if you drive your car, it's the same with a lot of things in life. But in jazz, we're like, yeah, yeah, okay, I get the scale, I get the exercise, now I can move on. But for me, if you don't, if you don't get it to a point where I could wake you up in the middle of the night, hand you the guitar and go, hey, Bob, you play this exercise for me, now go. 
if you can't execute the exercise perfectly in your sleep, it means that you don't really master the exercise. You're not really on top of what it is. So I think I made my point. Uh, just keep in mind that whenever you're learning new materials, you are attempting to train your music, your ears, your musical self, your fingers, and you're doing this in order to be better prepared for prepared for a solo. When you're in the middle of performance, you're you know you're under fire. This is war, man. You're under battle. You're on stage, and you have to to take a solo. You'd be better prepared if you played a lot of chromatic scales and exercise and bebop scales and arpeggios and running changes and transcribing solos and etc. So I'll let you go. This is the end of Podcast 21. So thank you. My name is Mark from jazzguitarlessons.net. Improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher and I'll see you in the next podcast. Take care.